Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today, where I usually give you news and views from a West Texas biblical point of view, one you won't find in your mainstream media, but today we're going to talk about tongues. We're going to talk about what the Bible has to say about speaking in tongues, and we're going to travel through the a book of first corinthians and we're going to focus on chapter 14 and we're going to go along with the apostle paul and see what the apostle had to say about speaking in tongues and so there's a lot of people out there that say that all ended or they call it cessationism that all ended when the apostles died when the last apostles died those gifts are no longer operable today is what they say and uh and i'm one of the ones that those people that say hey man what does the bible say we need to be a berean and so we're going to take it verse by verse out of the not out of context we're going to put it all together in a summary we're going to see what the apostle paul had to say so let's check it out were tongues only to edify the church so first corinthians chapter 14 is going to be our study and so it says what does the scripture say about speaking in tongues is the entire chapter referring to one instance only? Or does Paul speak of different meanings within the summary of this entire chapter? So let's take a closer look, okay? So let's start. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 1 through 2. And I've highlighted in red um, some emphasis, okay? So pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but it's Especially that you may prophesy for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God for no one understands him however in the spirit he speaks mysteries so right there the apostle Paul is saying point blank word for word for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. And of course, right there he says nobody understands him. However, he says in the spirit he is speaking mysteries. And so if we scroll on down here, uh, chapter 14, we're going to continue verses 3 through 5. The red is my emphasis. So anyway, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. He says, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. So right there, he says, he who speaks um, in a tongue edifies himself is what the apostle Paul is saying. And so right there is telling you, that speaking in tongues and before that what did he say he said uh it does not speak to men but to god so right there it's like your prayer language to to god and so you're edifying yourself and so it's, you know and of course so we're going to move on down it goes right here and says unless uh indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification so you know what i'm gathering here is if you're going to speak in tongues in church, you need to have an interpreter. But we're going to move right along. So verse 6 says, but now, so we're changing, right? But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching? Okay, even things, even things without life, whether flute or harp, whether they make a sound, unless they make a distinction in the sounds, 
How will it be known what is piped or played? So right there he's saying, but now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, like if I come to you, he says, and I'm speaking in tongues, what is it going to profit you? What is it going to profit you? You know, it's nothing because right there, you know, you're not going to understand what I'm saying, right? But he says, unless I speak to you by revelation, by knowledge, by promising, or by teaching. And so we're going to move on down here to verse 8. We're going to read 8 uh, through 12. It says, for if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? So likewise, you, unless you utter by the tongue words easy to understand, how will it be known what is spoken? For you will be speaking into the air. There are, it may be, so many kinds of languages in the world, and none of them is without significance. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner to him who speaks, and he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. Even so, you, since you are zealous for special, uh, for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. You see, there's a theme going here the church if you're in the church right moving right along here so we're going to skip on we're not skipping we're moving from verse 12 to verse 13 therefore let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret for he says for if i pray in a tongue my spirit prays but my understanding is unfruitful so right there he says if i pray in a tongue my spirit prays but my understanding is unfruitful what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit and I will also pray with the understand with understanding. I will sing with the spirit and I will also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen after giving a thanks since he does not understand what you say? For you indeed give things well, but the other is not edified. Red is emphasis for mine only. So right there it says right there. For in for you indeed give thanks well when you're praying in tongue, in spirit, right? But the other is not edified. So the other person's not edified, but you, you are, but they're not. So verse 18 continues and says, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in the church i would rather speak five words with my understanding that i may teach others also than ten thousand words in a tongue so right there he says i thank my god i speak with tongues more than you all he says yet in the church you see the theme here going yet in the church so he says he speaks in tongues See, the Apostle Paul speaks in tongues, but he says, yet in the church. See, these are different instances. He's like comparing, contrasting. So if you move on down here, it says, are tongues only a sign for unbelievers? I hear that a lot. I hear that now we have a Pentecost and, you know, they did that. It was for a reason. It was for unbelievers because you hear that a lot. And yes, it is. So, or should we read the verses in context of the entire chapter? So chapter 14 continues. I always like to say the saga continues. So, this um, Old Testament reference here is Isaiah actually 28 verses 11 and 12 when it was in red. I have it highlighted in red here. But it says, uh, verse 20 continues, Brethren, do not be children in understanding, however in malice be babes, but in understanding be mature. In the law it is written, with men of other tongues and other lips I will speak to this people, and yet for all that they will not hear me, says the Lord. 
Therefore, tongues are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. But prophesying is not for unbelievers, but for those who believe. So we're continuing on, right? Here's another instance, another reference he's using for tongues. So it goes on to say right here, Paul tells that tongues were a sign to the believer, to unbelievers. So yes. And so therefore, if the whole church comes together in one place and all speak with tongues and there come in those who are uninformed or unbelievers, will they not say that you are out of your mind? But if all prophecy and an unbeliever or an uninformed person comes in, he is convinced by all. He is convicted by all. And thus the secrets of his heart are revealed. And so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is truly among you. So yes, the tongues uh, are also for unbelievers. Of course, it is a sign to unbelievers. And so because you'll have somebody there interpreting, right? So, but what about in church? This is a big one. This is I hear this one a lot. This is this is the big one, right? This is the one that says this is you know whatever. So here's the big one. So what about it? So verse twenty six continues and says, "How is it then, brethren? Whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two or at the most three." each in turn and let one interpret but if there is no interpreter let him keep silent in church and let him speak to himself and to god red is an emphasis my emphasis of course so what does that just say that separates it from church right so your home to me this is what it's saying it says but if there is no interpreter let him keep silent in church and there's and let him speak to himself and to God right there. Boom. I'm just telling you verse 29 continues. Let two or three prophets speak and let the others judge. But if anything is revealed to another who sits by, let the first keep silent for you can all prophecy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged And the spirits of the prophets are subject to to the prophets for God is not the author of confusion but of peace as in all the churches of the saints and so folks right there is plain as day there are two he's not talking all about church he's not talking all how it's supposed to be in church and that's it that's you can see the different instances I hope I've been able to point those out to you they're all here in red. <laughs> anyway, I, I hope that it gives you something to think about, something to chew on, you know. And, uh, you know, hey, maybe you can get into the word and you can dig into it. Then, you know, you can figure out uh, some really good stuff um, and whatever the Lord may speak to your heart while you're reading his word. And I like the like Pastor Billy goes, if you want to hear God talk to you out loud, read the Bible out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and so that that will you know help you guys out but you know when you break it down verse by verse in context there's a big difference then because you can see he says in church in church or let it be to yourself and to god and so um there's a huge difference you know um but like you say when you see these people 
um, like at Bethel and all these other churches. And they're like, what's that lady's name that she shakes her head? <laughs> you know what I mean? Her head's all shaking everywhere. And, you know, she just, <laughs> you know, she's like, God, <laughs> you know, folks, that's demonic. Um. Oh, she's nervous. I understand. Bless her, Lord. Bless her. What are those two dudes behind her doing? That's really weird. I was in the room. About a move of the spirit that would come. But when we were in our 20s, he said that the greatest move that we would ever see would come upon the children behind us. That reminds me, I need a chiropractor appointment. Y'all, I'm gonna need Dramamine. It's like I'm on a cruise ship. Then the whole foot. Oh, now we're doing the hokey pokey. Begin to move. Put your left foot in, put your left foot out. Then the other one. And your heresy comes out. All that is absolutely demonic. There is a Kundalini spirit out there and it's demonic. And there's a, and then these people, you see them touch them and they're like, oh my God, 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 they start shaking and then all they'll like laugh hysterically, barking like dog, 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 drunk and all that's pure wickedness. That is absolute wickedness because right there it just said God is not the author of confusion. Hello, everything is to be done in an order, right? God's not the author of chaos. And so when you see these things happen, just know that's demonic and that is not of God. That is not the speaking in tongues uh, that the Apostle Paul was talking about. You know, the speaking of tongues. I had somebody ask me one day, uh, just ask me, they said, um, well, if, don't you like just kind of like your mind go blank when you do this? No, your mind doesn't go blank when you speak in tongues. Number one, you're praying and uh, your spirit is praying, you know, but you're, you're not blank. You're not that, that folks, you don't ever want your mind to go blank. Cause you know, you see all these people like I'm going to channel and Beyonce and all that's demonic. You don't want to do that. Cause you're like, you know, that's just crazy. Um, but there's, a, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff in the Bible and there's a lot of debating in the Bible. And that's great. You know, what I like about debating is it makes you dig into the word, you know, it makes you get into the word of God, right? And so on that note, I'm going to go ahead and end uh, this episode. I hope you guys, I hope I was an encouragement to you guys. I hope um, that this brought, uh, you know, maybe something up that you didn't really think about or you never really thought about before. Uh, and maybe it'll get you into the word, right? I hope so. So anyway, with that, guys, get into the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, thank you guys so much for watching. And uh, if you don't mind, hit that like button and hit that subscribe button. Um, every time you hit the like button, it um, sends that uh, algorithm to YouTube. And it kind of pushes out the video a little bit more. And I'm sorry about the advertisements um, on my videos. I, I don't have any control over that. Um. 
Anyway, but uh, with that, guys, um, get in the Word of God. And I love all of you guys. I'm praying for you all. And uh, may God bless each and every one of you as we await, oh my goodness, as we await the appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ.